Blog Talk Radio. There he goes. Yeah, straight on cue. <laughs> uh, hello, everybody, and welcome to RU Instant Reaction Review. I am your host, RUScreening.com's own Mark Eastman. And with me, as always, is co-host extraordinaire Shane Leonard. Hello. And Pal. And, and the circus. <laughs> and, you know, we got yeah. the rest of it. Yeah, Pal. And uh, everyone's He's going on in boy. the background. It's a uh, it's, it's, uh, freak show. Yeah, uh, going and that's on good back it's here. A weird, it's a weird day. We, there's there's going to be calliope some, yeah. music. Yeah, we're in the middle of a blizzard. So. Yeah, it's big. Uh, it's not exactly a blizzard, but it's a lot of snow. It's uh, a lot of it's, snow. It's a fair it's amount a of snow going to on. suddenly have dropped. But right. anyway, we're uh, here. Anyway, so this week we're doing uh, Horns and Nightcrawler. Yep. And, you know, I'll apologize in advance for something that I don't know is necessarily wrong, but right. we uh, did some monkeying with the technical oh, stuff yeah. <laughs> um, to get certain things working. And Sounds great. And we feel like it sounds good, <laughs> but right. you know how that works. You never know. Uh, on the other people listening to us, it might sound crazy. We, try, we tested it several different yeah. ways, and we think everything's good. But if it sounds weird, some of the people actually – that are friends, uh, they they'll text me um, right. when we're doing the show. So if, if anybody that's can't, listening can't knows my phone number and wants to text, <laughs> exactly. that's cool. So, uh, and if you want to call us and uh, right. have any questions or anything to say about uh, either Horns or Nightcrawler um, or anything coming up or whatever, anything. and uh, the chat room's open. If you're listening to us live, you probably can get to the chat room pretty easily. So yeah. Um, anyway. Now, uh, you know, this week we got some questions. They're uh, all about Interstellar and right. Hunger Games, sure. and they're all very generic. But, uh, right. you know, we get a lot of questions. I think this is, like, awesome and hilarious, but we get questions all the time like, so how's Interstellar end? Right. <laughs> I mean, like, not right. that specific one, but, right. you know, there's a movie coming up, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> and it's like... So come on, dude. Yeah, Tell me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. right. Let it, we don't even say things like that when right. it, <laughs> after when they're it. out. Yeah, right. right. Um, anyway, but we did get like a lot of emails this week, and you know we'd been saying for weeks that this is we the time of year when we don't get a whole bunch of them. Yeah, but a uh, couple of questions that we got from various people, and it's not um, it's not really worth. It saying anybody in particular or anything, but right. we got a surprising number of people. I thought this was weird. Whenever somebody suddenly emails us the same questions, right? Then I think it's like very weird. Something did did we say something that <laughs> yeah. uh, all of a sudden you know the things you say and then you trigger these right. emails or whatever? But uh, so we were talking about how the uh, Critics Choice Movie Awards, the nominations have to be in earlier. So we right. got some questions about. So are we going to have our list like really early, early. like before even the year ends, kind of thing? Because if the nominations yeah. have to happen, right? I know my by, by mid December, right? Right? Then then you're supposed to have seen everything. So give us our list, <laughs> <laughs> right? And uh, I'm thinking probably not really right. because there's just there's just too much. There's, yeah. And you know I'm gonna I'll, I'll admit that, that just you love lists just because you put in your nominations does right. not mean you've seen every movie. Right. And, and there will and there will be some films that come out that you, you know we haven't seen. We've got to see in the theater. Right. It right. won't be screeners for everything, but. Right. It should be um, but, you know, maybe a little earlier. Who knows? It would be fun. I we mean, could just do lists next week. Like what, right. we, what we suppose our lists will be. <laughs> That's right. You know? Let's predict our Predictive lists. Predictive lists. Predict the list show. Yeah. That'd be cool. Okay, so listen. Well, that's cool, too. Sorry, that's cool, yeah. too, because anybody who listens for a long time knows I love lists, and you do not. Right. Not that you hate them. You do hate them, but you just you don't <laughs> love them. And that people are digging our lists. That that appeals to me. I like that. Right. That means they like our shows, like our big year-end things and, where we go through our best and worst, and those are fun for me. And, you know, I will tell you, too, um, over, like, the whole year, yeah. maybe, because, you know, people go back and listen to stuff, right. not necessarily right when it happens, but um, people go back and, you know, we look at the numbers all the time, and people go back and listen to the old shows all the time. Yeah. It's really awesome. Yeah. Um, but... 
like let's say over the course of the whole last year, we get more emails and comments and all that sort of stuff about our worst list than yeah, our best that, list. I think like, that's great. Like I love it. People are into the worst list. Yeah. So I don't know, that's cool. Um and surprisingly, because you'd think when I when I say that, what immediately pops into my mind is that everyone's going, Oh, you guys are idiots, those aren't the worst. <laughs> right. Um, but, but no, or, you know, Hey, that movie's great. And right. Whatever. How dare you but, um, never listen again, but no, we get a lot of comments that are like, ah, did you see this one though? Right. <laughs> right. And, That's a good list. But and we this? say, right. yes, we did. And, yeah. <laughs> and this is worse, but, right. uh, so moving on to the movies. Um, now here's the tricky problem here is horns. Um, right. Well, because. Uh, I did not get a chance to actually see it because well then uh, you know we the, can, we can do it later the screener mm-hmm. of it yeah. would not work oh so uh, I got the um, digital screener thing that my computer said do you want me to format this drive so I don't know if it's like Apple or right. who knows you know That's whatever weird. kind of conflicting thing but yeah. it wouldn't work so I haven't actually seen it we can so. we can push that out because the other disclaimer for that is is that I'm I'm biased in it. I have a I have a personal relation with some of the filmmakers, so taking my root for that is a, a, a bit of a grain of salt. So we can we can easily wait until you see it. Whatever. <laughs> I I don't I don't care. It's already come out. Um, it's already old, and uh, we we could we could do it next week. I guess yeah, we could fine. throw it in with yeah. uh, next week. Although uh, next week. Interstellar, is right? Interstellar. So we're going to need know. all that, that time. Be, yeah. We're going to review horns next week for like a minute and a half, right, yeah. and then go okay, Interstellar. Right, here or, we go. like you said, it, uh, you know, Interstellar could go the gravity route. We got an email. Man, I hope not. Oh. We got an email actually from uh, somebody who said, "What the hell are you talking about? Yeah. Both of them are awesome." Bah, oh. ah, whatever. I, you know, there's anyway, a lot of people. Lots of people love gravity. That's great. And we did not. We loved it as an experience, but it was. It was funny that it was funny that I made the comparison to gravity, and then somebody writes in. Right, of course. How dare you? What do you mean? I don't even understand what right. you're talking about because gravity was awesome. Yeah. So this will be awesome. Is that what you're saying? That's that's Mark Eastman <laughs> offending every NASA you know employee from here yeah, to Saskatchewan. You know the movie did look cool, and it did. I was really glad that I saw it in a theater. Yeah, uh, just to get the and it full was, experience of seeing how cool it was. And it was fun in 3D. Like right, that was right. Really, really, really great. It, it was very worth it to see it in 3D. But, but man, you hate Sandra Bullock. I do. And I just hated that story. Yeah, and you know, speaking of people, I hate. I I hated the story <laughs> too. But uh, well, why not go off on a hating people tangent? Right. Um, coming out this week is Maleficent. Right. On on Blu-ray. Oh God, I can't wait till this gets over. So uh, I've been hearing this from you for a while now. I only just saw no, the do movie it. though. I, I want to um, hear it. I just think it was so funny. First of all, my kids love that movie. Yeah. So I mean, wh- whatever Disney is doing in their uh, sell crap to kids algorithm, right. it's on <laughs> putting fire. stuff together. Yeah. They know what they're doing. It's working. And a lot of it is pretty good stuff. Yeah. Um, a lot of it I thought was kind of like weirdly showy for no reason. It was almost yeah. like um, uh, Tim Burton's uh, Wonderland thing. Right? Alice in Wonderland. Like, and uh, where yeah. where it was just like, look at it. You know, look how pretty this is. Right. You know? There was like a lot of that. And uh, at least for me, and there were weird characters and everything, but it was kind of cool in some ways, except the story's very odd. Right. And so you just have to be on board with that. But Angelina Jolie is just awful. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to give it to you so you, you can I, I want to see it. You so. watch it until it come yeah. back and I'll go, like, are, you, are you insane? This is like gravity. What if it makes me love gravity more? <laughs> just has like this concussive effect. It that would be cool. That all would be sudden, something. Yeah. All of a sudden, you get uh, swayed by I have to Angelina make a, Jolie. A formal declaration on the show that I'm changing my grade retroactive and right. heretofore. Uh, because you saw a movie not related with none of the same people, <laughs> it made me appreciate it, it all the better. Changed your mind. All right, so uh, I guess we can just jump into Nightcrawler then. Uh, sure. You know, I have. I guess I have to apologize to all the horns people, but sometimes. Mm-hmm. 
the screener they give you yeah. doesn't work. And, <laughs> and there you go. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I'm really interested to see it, though. Um, it, I'm curious what, it, what, you'll, it's what bit, you'll like it, and what you won't it, out of it. It sounds obviously like a very crazy thing. Yeah. And yet it's almost like having not seen the movie. Right. <laughs> Here's my review of not seeing the movie. Yeah. Um, it, it's very crazy, and yet it seems like what they're – What's going on is like not acting like it's crazy though. Right. It it just happens, and it's a crazy thing. But we're going to sort of act like it's not that crazy or right. something. I mean, it's, yeah. it's weird. The the idea is that when uh, when Daniel Radcliffe, who plays um, Ig Parish, when he suddenly starts sprouting horns um, to figure out whether or not he is or is not responsible for the for the rape and murder of his girlfriend. When he encounters people, <clears throat> he he has an effect on them. He realizes that the horns have this great effect on them, that it makes them talk about things that they would keep to themselves. It basically makes them, to quote-unquote, confess their sins. Right. They don't really say, well, I lied yesterday. What they do is they say, I really love lying to people. Can I, can I keep doing it? And, and you know, basically it's, it's in this avenue um, that the story starts taking place, but then you realize later as the characters figure out Nobody remembers the conversation that they have with him. So it's it's basically like when they see it, they're like, wow, those are horns on your head. And he's like, yeah. And then they just start confessing these things, and then they forget they ever did it. So it's almost like we see it, but we never remember it. But the audience obviously knows everything's going on. So it's kind of right. weird to see him have this ability and navigate through all these people in his life to try to figure out what really happened. Because everyone believes he did it. Right. And he may or may not have done it. Because... Right. You wouldn't think that a good person would just grow horns and become right. devilish to solve a crime. And if so, what would be the point of that? So there's a lot of stuff behind it. So so that's the whole point. Like it's it, there. It, it it's sounds obvious. cool. Right? It's really cool. And and like I said, I don't know if you've ever read the book. Uh, the book was by Joe Hill. No. And, you know, Joe's a friend of mine. Right. And a longtime friend of mine. So I'm biased in how I feel about the story because I've seen all kinds of different versions of it. Right. You know, because you place. love the story. I do love the story. The story is awesome. I, I always love the story, and I love the book. Um, so you know, it was it was a, it was a fun it was a fun time to see the film, and it was a fun uh, it was a fun film. Cool. It's got a few mistakes in it, but you know what film doesn't at this point? Right. Cool. Gravity. All right. So uh, gravity. gravity. All right. Nightcrawler. Now, um, I will confess, uh, going into this, this was a weird one just, for me. Just like you confessed, yeah. I'm a really big Jake Gyllenhaal. I am, especially lately, man. Prisoners is still on my radar of being one of the most enjoyable films I've seen right. in forever, and I forget and he how he was is amazing. Great in it, right? Yeah. And but you know, I have liked him since uh, I don't know if I even saw anything before Donnie Darko that he was in. You know what's weird? I've never seen that. How strange is that? Oh, I own it. It's wrapped. It, it's wrapped in plastic on my oh, shelf. Speaking God, of lists, God. I've got I've got the twenty five films I need to see, and Donnie Darko is on it. Right. Uh, I love that movie. Actually, don't ruin um, it. Even though I've kind of had it ruined. And uh, it's very cool because uh, I'm going to throw this out since you've never seen it. That um, <laughs> great. You, why not? <laughs> oh God, now I can't remember uh, the guy's name. Richard, the director of that. Richard something. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Um, he like responded to my review oh, that's when, I, cool. when I wrote a review of that. So, so that was really cool because I wrote this like whole long, giant, drawn out review of that and everything because I thought that movie was awesome. But I yeah. mean, I thought he was so good in it yeah. and it's such a weird character to play to be able to really sell that character. Right. Much like this character right. is, right. you know, not it, – it might not seem like it, but not anyone could just no. show up and be this guy right. in a way that actually is exactly the character he's supposed to be. Because yeah. he's pretty crazy. Yeah. Okay. So in in the story, uh, he's like he's a thief. He's like a he's like a very weird kind of a punk drifter. Uh, just kind of, yeah, like and, he's surviving. And, and but, one man, of the things one of the things that I love about this movie is that you never get any backstory on him at all. Yeah, like it never goes back and goes. Oh, he's from here. Right. He's did this before. Whatever. Yeah, it never gives you anything. And so yeah, he's like this weird kind of you know drifter thief who has no idea what to do with himself. Yep. And is trying to do something, but what can you do, right? And right. and 
he's like uh, stealing like chain link fence, yeah, all metal and, and copper yeah. and stuff because he knows he can get somebody to buy it and yep. manhole <laughs> covers or whatever. Yeah. And, and then uh, the weird security guard comes and he oh, like yeah, takes right. out the security guard. That was a weird. That was weird. I, I and that's kinda, like the beginning. That's I mean, the that's, first scene we get. He's right. really cutting wire and fence, and then somebody stops him, and you, it's not a cop. He realizes it. Right. It's, did it's, he kill him? It's I mean, just this is really private funny. security. Like, whatever. You and, don't. You don't feel like later. And then he's just got his watch. He's just got this really expensive watch, <laughs> right. and I, I still actually don't know. Like, because no, at no point during the film, even though later we see that he's willing to do anything to get what he wants, right? Like a sociopath would, right? It, it doesn't seem to imply that he killed this guy. Like maybe he just knocked him out and took right. his stuff, and that's what I hope happens. <laughs> But right. I don't know. And then you have to wonder why you hope that. Right, I know. Like this is I, uh, I had a lot of fun with the movie. Yeah, it was interesting. Um so anyway, he he basically accidentally Yeah. Um he's just driving along, not knowing what to do with himself, and there's a accident and he's just kind of like this weird open to the winds of change yeah. kind of guy, whatever, <laughs> yeah. that uh he doesn't have a job and doesn't know what to do. Um, but he read the hell out of the internet apparently right. and learn everything. And there's an accident, and some uh, film guy shows up who's just this like you know they're apparently night crawlers. Right. Yeah. They're just freelance people who have a police scanner yep. and a camera and <laughs> try to race to the scene of whatever it is that happened. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, just like any other freelance kind of gig, they then try to sell what footage they have to whatever news channel will right. buy it. And uh, hopefully, I guess if you're good at it or yeah. you get known or whatever, yeah. then hopefully you get like an exclusive deal with a certain channel. Right. Or, you know, right. whatever. Yeah. So but anyway, this guy's just there. And uh, I can't even remember if at First, it's Bill Paxton, or because there's another no. one, and I can't remember. They mix around, and yeah, I think he, it was Bill first, and then the next guy in the daylight was just some guy that was mad at him. Yeah, maybe it was interesting. Yeah, yeah he pulls up at the the gun the shooting, shooting or yep. something, and the carjacking gets too and, close, and all yep. this. Anyway, so he just you know complete like spur of the moment thing right. just says. That's what I'm going to do yeah. with my life. And yeah. he just becomes one of these guys. He goes and uh, gets a little tiny camcorder and just starts doing it and gets, right. gets a little police scanner and and just starts uh, doing it. He has this hilarious like job interview that you I, that I've, was... I've seen that clip online several <laughs> times, at least part of it. Yeah. But he hires a guy. Yeah. To just be his extra set of hands and navigate and tell right. him where to go so that he can race to these things as fast <laughs> as he can. And it's like the craziest thing. Yeah. And um, he ends up getting some really good footage by going where he shouldn't and mm -hmm. having the police mad at him and everything. And he goes to the uh, – Rene Russo is yeah. uh, is running the show at She's one the of these. director, yeah. One of the news channels, which happens to be the lowest rated news channel or whatever. Right. And then and then it's basically like his, you know, his rise to fame in right. this in this world. Yeah. And he's a little bit crazy <laughs> and and is really willing to do whatever it is. Yeah. And it's a it's a funny kind of thing as it goes on that he's he's kind of a sociopath. Yeah. And he's, you know, just massively anti-social. Yeah, and awkward. He, just, <laughs> and, he doesn't know how to and, relate or right. talk to he, He's he's kind of awkward, but um, you know, you get the feeling that he he's good with that. Yeah, like he he's not really out to be any better at it, really, because Man. it's it's just I don't know part of his sociopathicness, <laughs> but also he just like locks onto this job. Yeah. So hard, yeah. That then all of a sudden it's like you know, nothing else means anything except yeah. getting everything. Except is that getting the shot. It's not even like, you know, you're a sociopath, so you don't know the difference between good and evil or whatever. Right. It, it's not even like that broad in some way because he locks in so much on this job that it's you know only what's good is what's good for this job. Right. And, and, and nothing <laughs> else. And it's and not. It's, it's not even. <laughs> 
it's not even any bigger than that. It's yeah. just it doesn't matter as long as I get what I'm trying to do right. at getting the best footage or whatever. So, right. so, you know, then hilarity ensues or whatever. And it's just his kind of like road to being on this road that right. he's and it's so weird because you know, you gotta think if, if there are people like this out there, right. right? But it's not like he ever gives up on it either. Right. It, I, I know, mean, I know. He it, he it, never goes, Yeah, I'm bored of that now. Right. Now I, I mean, got something he's else. Just, he's in for a penny and for the pound. He's just on. He's going to have his news truck fleet across the country yeah. or something right, yeah, or he whatever. He's just gonna just yeah. keep going. So uh, anyway, that's a summary. We should uh, – And the movie is really not about the gore of what he's doing. It's really about seeing this guy who's off-center anyway. But we just watch this develop literally like he gets – you know, he gets more successful by just doing horrible things like watching – basically sitting in his car all night waiting for someone's house to catch fire or somebody right. to get shot. Right. And then he's pedaled to the metal to get there as fast as he can. And right. It's just this, you know, it's this base graduation of him doing it that was interesting. Right. You know, but, you know, I will say this, though, um, because of, you know, you said willing to do anything and stuff. And in his own way, he is willing to do anything. Um, but there is a sense, I think, from the trailers and stuff that you see in the trailers where what you expect this movie right. <clears throat> to turn into is like he goes and like sets a house on fire. Right. So that he, so can, that he can film, film it. it. Right. And that's not really what no. happens. He's not um the, there is maybe sort of some making the news yeah. a a little bit in certain ways, right. but it's not really that kind of direction that we're going well, down. And we in one of the interesting scenes, one of the things I liked about the film is that I thought it genuinely portrayed the escalation of this guy's interests, even though he was degrading, like you don't, this is like paparazzi stuff. The guy's hiding in the bushes waiting for someone to get stabbed. Right. When he comes upon an accident scene and he realizes as he's trying to film it, because he's the first one there, that it doesn't look right. He drags a body to a better position and right. the body's like, oh, or maybe he's dead. I can't remember. No, he's, dead. he was dead. But, I, you know, I just, I'm thinking this guy is like willing to do anything to make this thing right. look good because he can sell it to get the next gig to, I mean, that's what you see. And then later, there's a certain amount of premeditation that's really kind of cringing. Right. But well, there are, before, a, there are a couple. And, and Yeah, exactly. Are, but we don't, he doesn't right. do that at first. It's almost like he learns that in order to get what he needs, he's got to do it. And right. then he's like, all right, I'm, I'm okay for that. Right. You know, and that's what's really chilling in a way. So, all right, before we go too far, we got to give our ratings. Um, yeah. Because we're supposed to do we're that. We're doing first. that. Um, we don't much, but we should. Uh, yeah. I am. I want to be a little higher. I've got two numbers. <laughs> this is funny that you did that because I was about to say I want to so, do this, but this is where I'm at. I want to be higher, but uh, the best be I can do is uh, eight. And I think I'm pretty squarely at eight. Yeah. And especially because there are a few things that detracted from it for me. Um, and then even though I liked it a lot, the good stuff was not quite good enough or, right. or something, but um, there's something about me that wants to rate it even higher. Yeah. But I think eight's about as good as I can do. With yeah. it. But man, it was, it was weirdly fun for it me was, to watch. It was. I, I was actually going to say a lot of the same in some way. I was going to say, like, I really feel like in a lot of ways, especially how much I thought about the film. Not enjoyed it, but I thought about it. I thought it should be like a nine. Right. I'm at a seven and a half. Yeah. You know, which sounds like a huge drop. And I guess in some way it is. But it's it's got things that are just really weird to get past for me. Right. And it's a little bit of a hard film to watch, not for the content. But basically the way that it's presented, like there's, right. it, it's almost like it always, always has you at like two or three arms lengths. Like it never had like a real gravity to the story that was happening, right. even though linearly and thematically the story makes perfect sense. But it's so, it's almost so sterile that right. there's nothing to it there to really grab onto. And and maybe in some way, though it's though it's the purpose of the film, like, Jake Gyllenhaal's character, Lou, is not a hero, but he's the protagonist. He's the one that the story goes forward upon. Right. But you don't really like him. 
No. And maybe that's really it. Maybe, and, maybe that's, to, and that's okay. And that's the success of the film, though. You're not supposed to like him. If you like this guy, I don't want to be your friend. Right. Like, if this is a character, not as a, not as a performance, but as a character, if you really like Lou, I, I got nothing to do with you because right. that's creepy. And maybe that's the success of the film to its own detriment, which is I, I felt detached from it but because I couldn't get behind anybody. Not even – there's only a, there's only a small handful of characters, and Rick – the guy you mentioned who he interviewed with is, right, is right. supposed to be us. We're the conscious of the film. And he's the guy that eventually says, man, you're crazy. And then he realizes like, well, I can milk this for some cash. So maybe, right. maybe he's not the anchor we want to be. But the only real good person in the newsroom is this guy who's constantly being told to shut up and go sell some internet ads or tweet right, something. Right. And the film is basically full of bad people, you know, bad people doing greedy things to get money to rush to the next thing, you know, so I wonder if maybe I didn't feel as strongly about the film because it was a success. Like it did what it wanted to do. <laughs> right. So in a weird way, I so, feel like it should get that higher rating. Right. But anyway, it, I'm, it, at, I'm at seven and a half officially. There is something uh, There is something a little weird about watching this movie and, yeah. and, and trying to figure out exactly how much you like it. Because yeah. like you said, there is – it's almost like if the movie does exactly what it wants to do, you won't like it. Ten it, inherently because right. it's done what it was supposed because to do. Because it, exactly. it's trying to get you to not like I know. it that high. But then screw if, it, I'm at nine again. But then if it does yeah. what it is trying to do that well, right? That isn't so. This is a perfect. So that's why when we there were is a, there out, is a like, great weirdness. It is to a the, strange one to the thing. And you know when when we were watching it, and like I said, there there are parts of it, and even overall that I can't quite like it that much. And one of the reasons, which uh, it's terrible in a way to hold one movie up to another yeah. uh, in this direct way, but it reminded me a lot of One Hour Photo. Me too. And with, man, they're not, uh, yeah, right. with Robin, Robin Williams. Williams. Yeah. And, and, and yeah. then the problem for me became that he doesn't have, for me anyway, uh, Jake Gyllenhaal does not have enough interactions with enough other people. Right. He needs a couple of other characters. Little, yeah, more foils, yeah. To just have even just a brief yeah. conversation with or yeah. Yeah. some exposure to somebody else. It doesn't have to be somebody yeah. who steps in and becomes a major character for the rest of the movie. Right. But when we see him uh at, at least I want that to happen. I feel yeah. like it would just give us a little bit more yeah. of a whole world that we're looking at kind yeah. of thing. I think it would have been interesting. You know, there's this one part where basically what happens is he gets a few of these uh, film clips and starts doing good stuff. And he, he quickly learns that how he gets the really good stuff is by doing what he's not supposed to do. Right. He pulls up at this shooting, and there's another guy already there filming the thing, getting his footage. And Jake Gyllenhaal goes, eh, I'll walk right behind the cops. They won't notice me. And by the time they kick me out of here, I already got the footage got what of the guy's bloody throat <laughs> and everything, right? Yeah. And then the cop makes him leave, and he goes, eh, whatever. And so that was like one of the main uh, turning points for him was – you know, uh, here's how you win at this job. Just do crap you're not supposed to do. Right. And he does, you know, he does have like a couple of conversations with these other people who, who do that, yeah. but not really. Yeah. But, you know, it's like in one hour photo, you got the same like really bizarro psychopath kind of a person. Yeah. And then exploring their world kind of. And uh, in this, in this one, when we see Jake Gyllenhaal, basically, if he's not talking to Rene Russo or uh, Rick, yeah, uh, the the guy that he hires, then you know he's sitting in his apartment, right, watching TV, ironing his clothes, right, and and he's got he's got like a one room apartment, yeah, and then what happens is we get this, um, he he does a few things and you know gets paid really well and they like what he delivers and then we get this you know, montage of just watching him do stuff. Right. Uh, but we we're not really seeing it. And then the next thing you know, he's got like a big 
fancy car. Right. Yeah. And he's got like the super deck and the big computer for the navigator to use to fly yeah. and stuff and everything. But we don't have any of that in between. Right. And and then what just suddenly happens and they don't even pay any attention to it kind of is that he's just still in the same apartment. Yeah. He's apparent he's obviously got like a bunch of money right. <laughs> out of doing this, right? Believe, yeah. And he's got no apartment and we don't get any more of you know, just see him not doing this for a few minutes. Right. You know, I right. mean because that's all there is. If he's not out doing it, and maybe that's what it's trying to tell you maybe. is yeah. is all he does is this or be at home watching his own stuff yeah. get on the news and stuff. But, you know, they show all these like tiny little snippets of, you know, they're like eating or, you know, he's he's out with Rick eating and talking right. and you see him kind of like talk to Rick and he's clearly like, you know, kind of putting him down a little and you, right. you see Rick like roll his eyes and go, oh, you know, right, whatever. right. But it's just this like weird little montage and like a couple of those scenes would have made a huge difference yeah. in the overall thing because we just get a little bit more yeah. of them and and you know so anyway it made me think of one hour photo so much and i loved that That's movie. A, yeah yeah <laughs> and and then i was like ah see it's just not quite as good as that right. one and, and, <laughs> so. and like what you said in the start it's not wholly fair because it has nothing no, to do with totally it not. i mean it's a little bit in, in in line but it's not like the same director same writer same it's but it, sequel. It, it's, it's a, just the it's idea the same sort of thing where you know you're not supposed to like robin williams right and right. it doesn't really give you anybody else that you are supposed to like yeah you're just supposed to hey man here's a few months in the life of a total nut right and you know the other thing that not that in one hour photo this was like the greatest thing that ever happened in movies or something like that, but this movie didn't have a real comparison to it where um at first you're not sure if Robin Williams is a loony. Right. Right? Right. When it first when the whole thing first starts going, you don't know that he's like a nut or anything. And then there's that one scene where they slowly pull back and he's got all the pictures on on the wall and you're like, Oh, oh he's crazier than I thought. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, right. And in this movie, it's almost like really figuring out how completely insane he is is kind of like the end of the movie. Yeah. And then I don't know that it it just isn't the same, you right? Know? And it didn't. Right. Uh, and, and everything almost kind of. I I love the way that a lot of things seem to happen kind of accidentally. Yeah. And in an accidentally way that you can pretty much believe. Right. Right. Yeah. Until. The very, very end. Right. <laughs> because, you know, he there's no way to, like, coordinate that really happening or whatever. I mean, you got to figure at some point he'd have found a way to make it happen. But it was just really convenient that, yeah. like, right that second, right. Um, what happens at the end happened at the end. Yeah. But a lot of the other stuff was very cool. A- absolutely. Accidentally happening. Yeah. He he. Uh, accidentally shows up at this uh, at this home invasion before the police get there, yeah. and then it was a really great, I thought, version of him kind of, you know, uh, stumbling along and you know just like flying by the seat of his pants, going, "What do I do now?" Right, and, and just like running with it. And there's like a lot of that in yeah. the movie, and and I thought that was, <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. But. I think I, I, I like him as a character only because, like what you said, too, like we don't get – he's not fully fleshed out. We don't know – there are hints about him. Like he kind of alludes when he's talking to Rene Russo at one point that he, you know, he had kind of a rough childhood. He might or might not have been a little abused. Right, right. You know, there's there's not a lot that he reveals about himself except when he finally says – you know, I, I basically watched a lot of the Internet. I had a lot of time to, to read the Internet and to see all these things. And he talks about all these classes and these education things. And and that's interesting. I haven't seen <clears> – <throat> excuse me. There aren't that many films where – you know, we, we've been watching films a long time. And, and we grew up in an era where people who maybe had their parents working, they grew up on television. Television was the babysitter. Right. It's interesting to see now characters, from my point of view – who grew up on the internet. Right. They, they didn't grow up watching TV and can tell you all the geeky things that happened on every show because there were three networks. Now they read all these news forums and they learn the whole different way than anybody else before them. And maybe that's in some way what this film is hinting at because one of the strengths that the guy has, 
Lou is that if he is a sociopath, you know, he has no no real ability in how to interact with people effectively. And watching him get really engaged, of course he's excited because he's doing the work he's excited about, but when he goes into that home invasion and he's just like watching these dead people and filming them, you kind of look at him like he's studying them. Like he's really kind of like, I don't even know how to relate to you if you were breathing. And I kind of only know how to relate to you because you're dead on the couch, you know? Right. He he's a real interesting character and and one of the things that I liked best about the film were his interactions with Rick as as the human validator there. And one point when Rick says to him, you know, you got to talk differently, man. You you right. know you're weird, right? You just don't understand people. Right. And he has the best line of the film there. You know, he's like, what if I just don't what if it's not I understand people? What if I just don't like people? Right. And it's chilling because he's already done like a lot of weird stuff. And you're and you're like, man, is he this guy by choice? Like, does he really just hate people? And that's why he can detach himself enough to go to a crime scene and just be like, hey, I see money. I see dollar signs everywhere. I don't see people crying or families ripped apart, you know. <clears throat> well, but you see, I thought um, it's not even like uh, he says – Maybe I just don't like people. Yeah. But that doesn't mean he hates people. No. Right? No, it, not it, at all. It's not that he hates people. It's that he has it, no affection it, for it's them. It's just that he he doesn't like them. Right. Uh, He's and, not built to genuinely automatically like people. Right. Right. And, uh, and, and you you know, he does like some people, though. Yeah. He likes and, Rene Russo and it's, a lot. It's very – it's an interesting thing when he's talking to a lot of different people like uh, – you know, in a way, he's he's like this uber misanthropic character, right? Yeah. It's, uh, he just doesn't like people in general. Right. But he likes certain people. Yeah. <laughs> well enough. Right. But then he still can't relate to them yeah. like anyone else would understand. Yeah. But it is a really weird thing when uh, – it's funny because all of the stuff, you know, when – when we're watching everything that we know, and we know that Rick doesn't know everything that we know, right? But Rick knows he's, some. He's learning. Rick knows some weird thing, and you know, I, I'm just going to spoil this part because yeah. uh, I want to talk about it because I want to talk about it in relation to Fury because I think it's hilarious. Oh, okay. Um, it's it's hilarious to me anyway. <laughs> but uh, Rick doesn't know the whole game. Right. Rick knows a lot of the game, and by the time they get further along into it, and you know we've got the super hot car, and right. and they've obviously been doing it for a while, and Rick kind of understands what's going on, but you know Rick's not there to like see him moving the body to get right. the good shot. Yeah, which that's another thing that's really interesting because he didn't have to do that. Right. This is actually it wouldn't have made no difference to anyone but him. Right. Right. <laughs> the person right. he's selling it to would not really Yeah, they're like that's great. It'd be one thing if he kind of like, you know, I don't know, like, you know, stuck him with something, something. Yeah, so right. that it was gory or fire whatever. or something. But just yeah. but it's like, you know, he wasn't framed right by the car or you know whatever. It makes no difference to anyone but him. Right. He's looking at it going, this is, you know, like he's some super director of movies right. going, that's not the shot I want yeah, or whatever yeah, right, right? right and he starts talking about like framing things yeah and he's you know <laughs> he's clearly been on the internet studying <laughs> right film studying and, film and yeah. uh, you know you have to get the framing right and the blah 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 and and, and then he drags this body in a it's crazy but right. but anyway like I said you know when he goes to Renee Russo right yeah. She's not going to go, oh, if only that body were over there to the right. left a little bit, that's a better news story right. or we'd give you more money or something. It's just that he's so locked into his own crazy yeah. that it's worth it to him to do it to even to get nothing out of it or right, nothing really. But anyway, um, so Rick is not absolutely on board with how crazy he is, right? But when Rick starts talking – so they're talking about getting more money and, uh, you know – <laughs> Jake Gyllenhaal has this crazy scheme. Yeah. And uh and Rick is like, "Well, I'm going to need more money then." And then they start with this whole weird pseudo negotiation about what's going on and everything. Right. And uh and all of a sudden um I can't what's his name? Jake Gyllenhaal? Lou. Lou, Lou, Lou. that's Lou. right. Um so so Lou says I guess I'll just have to give it to you then. Right. And like everyone in the audience is going, run, run, get out of the car. (laughs) 
I mean, like I did. I'm like, nah, that's it for you, Rick. You, you know, as soon as he goes, oh well, if I can't negotiate, then I guess right. I'll have to just give you what you want. And right. like everyone in the audience is like, oh. yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then, as if it's not bad enough, then Rick starts going. <laughs> Okay, well, that's better then. You know, you got to learn how to talk to people, man. Right, right, and he right. starts going on this whole thing, and you're like, going, "Oh, what are you doing?" Yeah, right. <laughs> you know? I have no idea. Yeah, because because he just doesn't know, right? right? And so when that scene was happening, it made me think of that scene in Fury, right? Where um, because that scene only works, and I think that scene is actually really good. Yeah, I think it's really well done because through the development of the movie. Rick has conveniently not been there right. enough right. to not be, you know, he to not be where we are. Yeah. But see, in Fury, that that's exactly why I don't like that scene in Fury, because they have been there. Right. <laughs> and they know how crazy he is. Yeah. And you know, if none of those like if Rick knew what we know, right, he would have never said any of that stuff. <laughs> right. He'd never got right. back in the car for a second day yeah, or nothing. whatever, right? But that's that was the exact thing that was like pushing me away from that scene in Fury yeah. was I was like, you know, I feel like in a way the scene is okay, but I I just can't get into it because I feel like none of them they should be not like be doing this, this right. you know, when they know that he is going to react the way he could he's be going nuts. To react. He right. could be right. nuts. Right. And that's the the different thing there too is um between Brad Pitt and Jake Gyllenhaal, right? Jake Gyllenhaal doesn't have the he might not go nuts option. Right. <laughs> and Brad Pitt does. Yeah. Brad Pitt is just like you don't know. Right. You know yeah. he he might yeah. just explode. But when uh and then when he finally goes into the whole maybe I just don't like people. Right. And maybe what if I told you that I might have to hurt you now because right. you said this and that and right. whatever and the guy's like uh, uh. <laughs> Yeah. And you know, then he gets out, he's got his other camera, Jake Gyllenhaal wants two angles of his big awesomeness. Right. Which I feel like, you know, then the cops start looking into him. And then I sort of feel like when he's got to try and sell this story of stuff or whatever, once you get like your second angle camera in position, doesn't that kind of take away from the story you're trying to sell you about how that. it's uh... – anyway. Anyway, but I mean it's just it, – it's interesting in a lot of ways. And one of the weirdest things about the movie for me was that I just kept feeling like – there must be a lot left, right? Because we haven't been watching this that long, right. have we? And I'm right. like, God, that never happens yeah. to me. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, most of the time I'm it was, I'm trying to leave. When we walked <laughs> yeah, when we walked out, this thing is just under two hours. And when we walked out, you you know, you were the first to, to say it, and I certainly felt it as well. That it was a pretty fast paced film. Right. Even though it does a lot of things in it. And one of the other things I I mean, I remember telling you this and we people seem to like it when we say this, um, I, I told you I, I have no idea how you sell this as a trailer because the film we watched versus the trailers that I saw, they weren't really matching up very well. Not really. Not, Only in like the broadest in the broadest of ideas, of strokes, right? right. Yeah. yeah. In the big, big, big picture it, it, it delivered. But really I, I mean I like the film a lot better. Even though we we joke about having two grades, like I wish it was better. If it were I would have this. But right. it was much better much better than I thought it was going to be going into it based on the trailer that I'd seen. And again, I'll, I basically will watch Jake Gyllenhaal in anything, not because I got a big man crush on him, but because his work has just been staggering so far, Yeah, you know, uh, lately, not so far, so far would be, you know, in total, but from all the stuff that we've been watching, um, especially lately, the last two or three years, I, I'll watch him do anything. Yeah. And, and I thought weirdly enough, I mean, these are, this is one of these things where the actor gets a lot of, uh, attention for dropping a lot of weight and looking a lot different. He, you know, I don't know if he dropped 20 or 30 pounds. Those first few scenes that we see him in, he looks skeletal and gaunt and right. almost like, you know, like I'll watch the film. I've seen really horrible films um, and, and things in films, but I was like, man, I don't know if I can look at him for a long time. Like he actually looks bad. Like right. he lost too much weight to right. be this guy. There better be a reason for it instead of just trying to look creepy to portray creepy. That's what your acting should be. 
And then I don't know if that was just the lighting to make him look ominous and scary because he just looked kind of normal to me later. Right. So it must have just been then. But yeah, I don't know. Maybe he got some money and then he could eat for a while. Maybe and that then was he's a... supposed to look different after he's uh, been able to even those, buy food. Even those scenes, <laughs> like know. you said, when he's in his one-room apartment or whatever it is, and he's just basically watering this bonsai tree, watching right. a small TV, right. maybe ironing something and maybe not. But there was there was, there was that one quick snippet, uh, snippet that we see where he's laughing at something. And it's uncomfortable. Like right, he just clearly right. doesn't even laugh right. Right. You know, he doesn't get when to laugh or how to that how to do it. And, but. and and not only that, but you know, that was a, a little bit of a you know, kind of like a, a cheat ish scene. Yeah. Because it's just it really is. It, it's just so easy. It's like you it's know so he just walks up and in. kicks a dog. Right then you get it. But right. he's he's alone in his apartment. He's watching whatever show. I think it was like, Game show and and something remember. that's not very funny happens. Right. And he like pauses for like a beat. There's a beat, yeah. And then he starts laughing. And it's like laughter of really the Really weird. Yeah. And then it's almost like he kind of looks around the room. Right. Like like you would if there were people yeah. in the room and something was funny and you <laughs> laughed, then you would like. Hey, did you guys get that too? Then you'd look around right. at the people or whatever. He like looks around and there's no one there. And, you know, it it served its purpose. Yeah. Right. Um, but it was it, it felt a little odd and it was just kind of yeah. this weird cheat that like, here's so, a, here's a way to make him seem awkward creepy, and weird. Right? He's not right? you, even though he's doing all these things for an hour that aren't you. But right. You know what else is weird? So uh, it, it would be hypocritical not to say it. But for me, the ending of the film, and I, I don't know exactly to what level it is for you. The ending of the film is anticlimactic. Well, and, that's for sure. And it certainly yeah. took away some of the rating that I would give it. But I don't think that it really, really took away a lot. Like I didn't give it a seven and a half basically because I was having an eight and a half for nine time and then it hit the, Until the last 20 end, minutes right. and it fell apart. It was just this weird thing throughout the film. But was that the same way for you? Because I know you didn't like the ending either, right? Like it really just suddenly ends and does I, I this weird turn. I didn't like the end. And uh, actually I said this uh, last night, but w- when the movie ended, it was – you know, like when you're reading a book of short stories that are really short, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And uh, especially because this is such a weird thing, it just makes me think of Philip K. Dick reading, right. like, no, a, that's what you said. reading yeah, right. like a book of his short stories because they're all like, I have this weird idea. Let me play with it for a little while. Right. And then, well, now I'm done. Because right. that, that's how his short stories go. You know, they're not yeah. – they're not like here's the clear awesome ending or you know right. whatever. They're just kind of like and now go think about that for a while, right? Because now right. I've thrown this weird thing at you, right? Yeah. And that's sort of how the ending of this felt to me, where it's like, well, okay, I've run along with this guy for a while, yeah. And now I don't know. It's got to, the movie has to stop, yeah. So I have so to have an end. Yeah. So yeah. here's one, whatever. Yeah, but yeah. it's not it 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 doesn't really get somewhere like right. it doesn't really um when uh when you're writing this screenplay all during writing it you're never thinking about the end you don't care about the end you're not trying to get to a place you're just trying to show walking around with this guy for a while right and i just really wanted to have some sort of end yeah and it and it really doesn't it gets to it gets to a certain point. It's funny because you have this like weirdly dramatic thing with the cops. Yeah. Um, where this this cop is like, I think you know. It's like it's like she's outside like yelling at paparazzi. Right. Like, you people are bastards. Right. Except that she's got him in a interrogation in a room, room right? right? And she's just basically saying, uh, you know, she has her suspicions that maybe he's done something, you know, very weird. Right. But it seems a little bit more like she just doesn't like him in general right. uh, because this is what he does. Yeah. Um, and it's like what he does opens the door for the possibility that he has done something wrong. Right. Even though she doesn't have that much, you know, to say about it. And then, you know, she just leaves and that's it. And, and then he looks yeah. at the camera again and then the movie's over. Right. And, right. You know, whatever. it's just like. You know, not, that doesn't go anywhere before the end of the movie. You don't get anything like, well, we found some evidence against right. you or something. And and the the movie has that possibility in it. Yeah. Like, you know, uh, she could have, you know, 
found some rough footage of what he shot right. that would have made made for problems right. for him, which, you know, I suppose obviously he destroyed or whatever yeah. it, it is that happened. But it's just weird that you're like throwing that in yeah. at the end <clears throat> only to not do anything with it. Yeah, I need you know? I need a little less or a lot more. Right. Like you really, you know, this whole after effect, this whole side story of a digression with the cops and they should be there cuz this guy's clearly done something 50 minutes before 40 minutes before the end of the film and then they just show up to kind of conclude the film right. and show up in a way that makes me think that a freshman in in high school who's never really seen cop procedures <laughs> right, you know, right. like well this is what they do and then they just let him go yeah. like they, they just yell at him for a while. You, yeah, you then, got yeah. Right. It's sort of like um like you said, either less or more. Like if they'd have gone on if the movie would have gone on for another fifteen or twenty minutes of cool. of them really trying to harass him and right. build a case against him. In which we see more of his character and and, you know, and him he could go either way too. Right. I mean they could they could get him or they could not get him. And that or helps whatever. That helps go with what you said. You want to see him interact with more real people. People, right. you know, and this is right. the perfect time to do this. Or know? if they do it less, just drop like, it. Like don't said, do it. it. You know, maybe if the cops just to kind of harass him a bit right. or something, right. or you know, we see a little bit of where uh, the cops are specifically not letting him right. near things, right? Or right, some payment or punishment. They're, they're gonna, this, yeah. yeah, they're gonna screw him and let the other guys get closer and yeah. take footage because they just want to mess with them. Right. I don't know. But the whole bringing him in just, Something other just than to yell happened. at him. It was really just, just like, clumsy. It was really just like oddly going to the principal's office. Right. Instead instead right. of the cops. You know, right. like you go to the principal's office who yells at you for a little while. Right. And says... I might call your parents, but if not... Yeah, you know, it's it's almost like they just don't do it again. Right. <laughs> I mean, we, we can't prove you did it, but don't do it again. It's yeah. like... Uh, Canadian law. That, right. That's what the movie is. It's, <laughs> yeah. Uh, what is that? Uh, what's that thing? Now I have to know. Um, it's uh, not proven. That's that's the right. thing. You know, you're, you, we know you did it, but we can't. Not proven. Whatever. Yeah. Not guilty, but don't do it again. Anyway, um, yeah, I just thought – and then at the end, it's almost like this weird – all of a sudden, you're like in a early 80s, like, yeah, B movie or something. You know, it's yeah. like Night of, Night of the Comet ending. I love Night of the Comet. I'm not going to sit here and let you trash Night of the Comet. No, but the ending. I know what you mean. Exactly the same as this, basically. It's just like, um, I don't know. By the way, roll some music and <laughs> right. we'll walk around. Yeah. Right. And he's got his like weird little line. Yeah. I do love, um, in a strange way, as much as I liked it, I didn't love a lot of it. Yeah. But I liked a lot of it. But man, every time he has a conversation with somebody, I love it. Yeah. And sometimes I love it because he's not actually saying things that make sense. Right. But he's saying them in a way that is like, interesting and engaging. You, yeah. That that yeah. that he probably is convincing people. Yeah. It's almost like we all know at some point that artificial life is going to try to pass itself off as human. Then we'll have Blade Runners and stuff. He's almost like the perfect robot who doesn't quite get how to talk to people. Right. Knows what you should say, but says in 500 words what 50 will do. But man, is and that's in the film, we didn't, we're getting close to being out of time anyway, um, but the film actually has a fair amount of humorous moments too. And they're all in the way he talks to people. And some of, really, them, some of them are awesomely awkwardly funny really yeah and, and yet and yet they're actually funny you know yeah. there's a lot of movies out there where they have like the awkward funny thing that's yeah not actually funny yeah it's just awkward right or stupid like or candy. whatever like you know? they try to make some goofy right they try too hard <laughs> exactly because we're bringing up everything that's, we hate that, today that's the one let's, let's throw Tim. it in. is you know as soon as it starts snowing man yeah it's just, all it's all coming out it's all right? we're just bagging on everything right um no but they're they're smartly awkwardly yeah. funny weirdness, you know, and and then, you know, the the movie does do a really good job. Like he goes into this whole thing with Rene Russo, yeah, about uh, he finally gets some really good stuff. So he's he, several different times he kind of like renegotiate. Everything's like yeah, a negotiation. It's always a negotiation. Everything that happens in his life is yeah. like a negotiation. If there's another person over there, right. then. Two fifty. 
Right. No, 150. Yeah. No, right. 225. I right. mean, it's like yeah. we don't even know what we're talking about yet, <laughs> but he's like in a negotiation. So there's, you know, there's a couple of times where he's renegotiating how he's going to work with her. Right. And one and then we finally get to when it gets really weird. Yeah. Right? And then and then they just have their conversation about it. And then we just move on. Right. And then suddenly it's it, it's just weeks later. And there are, you know, massive implications to the conversation they just had, but we don't show it or no. see it or no, it's just look at the them deal. anymore. Later we sort of reference again what's yeah. been going on and stuff. Yeah. But it's so cool. They just have this thing and just go, Yep, and then that's what happened and right. now here's now the, here's next, the thing. next one. Yeah. Without having to, you know, overly I don't know, sell it or show it or spell anything. it all out yeah. for you and everything. Yeah. And it's not really, it's, it's really like, that's how interesting it is to yeah. him. It's, it's, it's like and whatever it, he gets yeah. is not even the thing. It's right. just winning the, the, negotiation. the negotiation. That's all you want. And it's a gamble. Cause if you do that and it doesn't pay off, the film looks like it has lots of holes everywhere, you know, but in this instance with, with the talent and there's a ton of talent all through the film, you know, it's not just, it's not just liking Jake Gyllenhaal, but you know, everybody running down the line. No, that it's he, great to see that Bill Paxton, that, the Rick, guy that guy, played Rick he, who I, I don't he, know who that is. He nearly he stole was, every he was scene good. he was in. He was very, very, you know, fully developed as a character and really fun to watch. Right. Um, partially because he just had no idea what he was in for. And he, he right. was, you know, homeless and needed money and would do anything for 30 bucks a night. Right. You know? Right. Um, and, and especially when, you know, it sounds cool. Yeah, it L- does. Like, like he says, like you know, he sells it. That sounds cool. Yeah, that sounds he's great, like, man. okay. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's like an easy gig. Yeah. It, it's not like a Tell lot me directions of manual just, labor yeah. or something, Move right? The car and when it I need sounds time. like a, a good deal. Yeah. And, and what I thought was really cool about his character is he's got this, like, really awesome uh, just attitude uh, in approaching Jake Gyllenhaal, who's like kind of, you know, he's like the man. Right. Yeah. And he's like. <laughs> acting like he's some big shot or something. Yeah. And yet he's totally not. Right. And Rick knows he's not. Right. And then he's like, ah, but uh, what right. am I going to do? Right. You're my only guess. <laughs> right. all I got, right. man. That was really yeah. well done. Yeah. Especially, you know, day to day being in the car. Yeah. Doing what they do. And he's just like, well, yeah. I guess. Yeah. All right. That's fine. And then it gets to be weirder and weirder <laughs> right. and weirder. It, it just doesn't stop. And then finally it's he great. breaks. And it's you know, cool. and I think I think I think this is a good film for people to see. Right. You know? And I, it's, I do. It's it's actually, you know, this is not um, nine times out of ten. This is not a movie that would make the dog howl like that, um, that I would say you have to see it in the theaters because it's, right. it's a very, right. it's a very like, you know, TV's fine. Yeah. But in this case, I don't know. It was really cool. To it see was it really the cool. Theater. It was really cool to it, see it big. It yeah. was, uh, it was cool to see it in the, in the big dark. And it sounded good. Kind of like that. There thing, was a lot of right. like audible stuff going on, not soundtrack, but just like the cars moving and just right. all the things going on in the background. It actually lent a lot. And, to uh, it. yeah, you know, list. The constant listening to the police scanner, yeah, right. Like yeah. that's just his life is to yeah. just constantly listen to it, yeah. and you're always hearing it and stuff. Is it was that it was, was cool, cool. Um, but especially you know something to be a little weird and creepy, yeah, uh, without just being you know stupid right. like scares, scare jumps or thing. you yeah. know whatever. Um, it was really good, and it's worth it, uh, I think, just to see yeah. Jake Gyllenhaal. He was great. He was so he good was really in this. Great. He was like weirdly believable, and he was um, for a movie like this. Um, I think he was so good. Even you know, he walked right That's exactly how that guy would walk. Yeah, right. I, right. I mean, whatever it was, he yeah. was like in and, this and guy. One of the things that's really great about him, you know, as we're really running out of time, is that I don't feel like this is anything close to the to the cop he played in Prisoners or the character he played before that, or right? The, no. Or the cop he played before that. Like he's a totally different character every time he's in front of the camera. Right. And that's not easy. Sometimes people are just different people with different hats. Right. 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 He's totally different. So yeah, it's great. It's really fun. All right. So. um We'll leave you with that one. Next week we'll uh, Inter- we'll, we'll, we'll try to get horns, right? But uh, also next week's Interstellar, so that's going to be and maybe Big Hero Six insane. or maybe 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 Interstellar is the only big thing maybe. To do, but who knows? But you know, it's weird because I have no idea what Big Hero Six is is really going to do. Yeah, 
but it looks really cool. Yeah, it um, looks awesome. And uh, <laughs> I can't wait to see what happens with Interstellar. But, yeah, me too. Uh, thanks for tuning in and uh, share, subscribe, rate us on iTunes, catch us on Stitcher and all that uh, great stuff. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Cabela's is coming to Northern Virginia with their spectacular new store in Gainesville. Find everything you need for hunting, fishing, camping, and shooting sports, plus much more. Join us for our grand opening celebration Thursday, March 9th at 10 a.m. Be one of the first 500 in line and receive a Cabela's gift card worth up to $500, plus a chance to win one of three Remington firearms. See store for details. Don't miss Cabela's grand opening in Gainesville, located off I-66 and Highway 29 near Virginia Gateway. Cabela's is coming to Northern Virginia with a spectacular new store in Gainesville. Find everything you need for hunting, fishing, camping, and shooting sports, plus much more. Join us for our grand opening celebration Thursday, March 9th at 10 a.m. Be one of the first 500 in line and receive a Cabela's gift card worth up to $500, plus a chance to win one of three Remington firearms. See store for details. Don't miss Cabela's grand opening in Gainesville, located off I-66 and Highway 29 near Virginia Gateway.